They try to drown me I can swim upstream so profoundly I can stay calm in a dire situation I'm at it every day, no time for a vacation And I smell blood in the water Everything I do, yeah, I do it for my daughters Now I'm gonna shut your lips It's time for a brand new episode of what? We talking, just say what? We talking, just say what? We talking, just say what? We talking, just said it's time for a brand new episode of Talking Jit. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Jen? I'm great. How are you? So far, so good. And David's in here. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? I, it's the first time I linked three people. I'm surprised it went that smooth. <laughs> well, there, you, there you go. <laughs> what it's a, a great it's, start. It's, it's a it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving miracle. Thanksgiving miracle. There you go. How are you, beautiful folks, today? Very good. Just hit up the sauna. Yeah, man, that thing looked awesome. I was like totally jealous. Yeah, man. Welcome to come anytime. Although you did miss the gym today, which was kind of like a sauna. I know because because Andy and I practiced this morning and he sat on my knee and now I can't bend it and so I, I decided to skip. Not the hurt one. The hurt one. Oh man. Hope yeah, he fucked, he, he fucked me up. So Andy, if you're listening, a lot of resentment in my heart for you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen, I just met you uh, the other night. Well, re-met you the other night. Right. How are things going with you? What's new? So much, well, right? Things are going okay. Yes, depends what. <laughs> oh yeah, is David misbehaving? Oh, David is always behaving. I made the right choice, so yeah, nothing oh, concerning his behavior. Oh, it's probably because I'm on. Because what? It's because I'm, I'm not on. Comment on that. Oh, I got you. I got you. Well, um, <clears throat> to everyone listening at home. This is David and Jen Molo. They are, obviously, if you can't tell, a very happy couple. Um, David's been on here a few times. And his wife was at a Friendsgiving. And we got to talking. And I felt like she had a lot of very interesting conversation that we could very easily have on the channel. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I can can do a quick intro if you want. Yeah, go ahead, man. You're way better than I am. Yeah, I mean, so you and I talked a bunch of times and I think, you know, we've kind of gone in depth about, you know, the business, the life of running a business, all those things. And, you know, while all that sounds great and, you know, feels like, you know, somebody who is kind of self-made and put it all together, they say behind every great man is a great woman. And so, she, yep. And so, you know, she's been kind of instrumental in, you know, helping me put all of the stuff together that I've built. And, um, you know, one of the things that I like temperamentally is things, and I'm not very good with people, and she is the opposite. And so we kind of make a, a, a great partnership in that regard. And therefore, you know, what I lack in people, I basically all learned from her. And Would so you call she, it like a yin and yang type thing? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Well, it definitely sounds great 20 years later, but the path itself, you know, it's interesting, it's challenging, it's, um, yeah, but looking back, you know, it's definitely worth it. You know, we are true believers that two better than one, 
you know, so let's be partners in addition to being spouses, you know, and the more the better. So it's definitely teamwork. That's yep. beautiful. What, um, yeah. what would you say, just because you guys sound pretty happy, but you say, you know, sounds like there's some work, what would you say the challenges were? Well, let's start from the very beginning. First of all, we grew up as kids of in- immigrants, you know, we lived in different countries, we've seen different things. So, you know, the way we think might be slightly different. So, you know, we kind of like adjusting to different things um and together again depends you know as immigrants you know as people who at some point were foreign and still are let's say to me english is my third language so i would like to you know apologize in advance if i make any mistake please do not judge me it is my third language so uh you know growing as couple growing as professionals growing as parents growing as human beings growing as citizens it's definitely better to do it together than you know one by one so once you realize anything is done is better to do it together you know so let's combine and that's was the hardest thing you know to kind of figure out who we are you know and so you guys are kind of both taking on a challenge together. Yeah, I would say so. That's cool. Did um, um, where did you guys meet, or how did you meet? I think my husband will tell a better story. Ooh, David. My my inside is is very emotional. Okay, so I'm gonna start. Um, I was born in Soviet Union. In when I was, uh, after I graduated eighth grade, my family immigrated to Israel. And that's where I grew up. And I have a close friend of mine. Uh, we used to serve together in military and she moved to Wisconsin. And I came to be her maid of honor at her wedding. And that's basically, that's how I met my husband almost. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? David? Uh-oh. Did we lose him? Well, you got... Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, lost. so, yeah, I came here, like, literally for a couple of weeks, and he... Um, I have some long relatives here that I was supposed to visit, and my... Then David was a good friend of him. So back then, I was 21, and David was 22. Two, two weeks later, I went back to Israel, he told me that he will come and visit me. I said, ha, 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 of course. And uh, he did three months later. And I'm talking about before Skype, before everything. So we had to pay for phone calls and stuff. And uh, I came oh. to, yeah, he propo- he came in, he proposed. And a year later, after all my papers were done, I came here. And now we're talking 20 years later. Wow. So awesome. we did not date. He's definitely a go-getter. <laughs> like in yes. business and, and everything. He definitely goes and you gets know, what he wants. And it's definitely a very good quality. One of the, the one that I admire in him. So it's like someone who is sees the target but doesn't see an obstacle. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're definitely a problem solver, David. Uh, anytime I 
talk to you, even if it's with uh, sarcasm, you go straight to the, um, <laughs> you solve the problem right away. <laughs> hey, man, I, I learned it from the best. And that's yeah. Jen. Oh, really? <laughs> it's no. like, it, it, it's, it's funny. One of the challenges we used to have back in the day is like, whenever we had an argument, I needed time to go sleep. And she would, she needed to have the argument right away so we can get out of the way and basically move on with our lives. And so, and I'm sure girls will understand, you know, like most of us, we need this closure. And when you don't get a closure and you see a man, you know, just simply going to sleep and like, dude, how can you sleep? Look at me. I'm just, you know, and dealing with all this, you know, just explaining, okay, why, why is it so important for me to get the closure? Why is, why isn't he understanding, you know, like what I'm going through and you need to realize, okay, well, the bottom line, who am I, what I want and who is here, you know, with me, another human being and what he wants and how can we combine it together so it works the way we want it to work. I but feel like in order every... to figure that out, we need to, first of all, to determine what we actually want. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of couples, it's interesting you're, you're t- saying this because I feel like almost every couple I know has the person who wants to uh, solve the argument right then and there and the person who wants to walk away and I guess like David, sleep it off. Um, yep. In my relationship, I'm always the one who wants to get closure. Brittany's the one who always wants to let it go and, you know, kind of let it wear down. It's, <clears throat> I wonder if that's uh, more common in male or female, those traits. A, no, it depends on your personality, and that's what we're born with. Gotcha. I don't think you can put a gender over it. Gotcha. This is, <clears throat> it's just interesting because you'll be talking to other... I have had the experience of talking to other couples, and they always... It seems like it's very common to have the one that walks away and the one that wants it. Well, we always attract an opposite. You know, it's like a battery. There should be plus and minus in order to get a connection. Two pluses won't work. So as two minuses, it's always should be an opposite. This is the only way to connect. So, you know, it's impossible to have a, a, you know, long-term couple where there are two introverts or two extroverts. It has to be an introvert and an extrovert. This is the way nature works. So, you know, like, that that's how you start. But, you know, subconsciously, we just pick that person who fits us without actually understanding. But that's, Why do you think that's... it is? Why are we attracted to the opposite? Is it like, uh, do you think it's, because it's something we don't have, so it's almost like a fear of missing out? Or do you think it's more of like um, you feel fulfilled with what you do have, so you're seeking what you don't have? Does that make any sense? Well, first of all, it's mother nature. You know, this is the way we are. That's the way it works. That's the way psychology works. I don't think it's anything, you know, fear involved. It's just, you know, we attract our subconscious attracts to another person's subconscious you know like we can realize it we cannot realize it and yet that's what happens so you know simple question simple answer mother nature that's the way we are it's just finding finding the proper person out of the whole crowd that's a different story so 
finding the uh, the next person out of the crowd or finding the proper person in the crowd. Do you proper know, person, not just any person. Do you know what steps to take or do you have any advice on what steps to take or is that just a trial and error phase? Mm, well, you definitely need to start from understanding yourself, first of all, before we start, you know, like, okay, what type of partner, what type of friend do we need? We need to ask ourselves, what do we actually want? You know, what's our goal in life? What's, how do we see ourselves? So I would definitely recommend to start exploring yourself first. And once, you know, some people it takes, you know, some people are just, they, they know what they want and they know what type of love uh, they are looking for. And I always felt jealous, you know, like just certain people, you know, they always wanted, knew what they wanted to do. But my number one recommendation, start exploring yourself. And I, once you know more or less, ideally more, you know, then you can uh, move to looking. Okay, so what am I missing here then? What, um, what do you mean by exploring yourself? Like, um, how would you tell us? Okay, well, there are certain things that um, we need, certain things that um, basically we live in a certain society that tells us what to do. And sometimes over time, we're not really sure where is something that we truly believe and where is something that it's not actually necessary or like basically your bias basically something that your your in you know inner personality okay because a lot of people are actually having difficulties what do you actually want how is it important to have a family well yes it's important to have a family we all know that but to you specifically as a human being how is it important to you do you actually feel like being a father or mother will fulfill it uh if yes amazing if not that's also good there is no right or wrong answer here but like how do you see yourself do you see yourself you know in a career in a professional career so you need the person who will support that do you planning to do like multiple things or you're just in the process so we live in a very confused time and a lot of people are just simply confused. David, are you moving uh, your, or breathing into your phone or something? Can you guys hear me or no? Yeah. Yes. I could, I sound oh, like good breathing. shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm outside. There's a, there's a nice breeze over here. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a very nice night. Um, I, I, I am breathing. I'm still fuming at Andy over there in, on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make it very clear throughout this that. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll send him the recording too, so he can listen to this whole thing. Um, let's uh, before we get too far. I wanted to circle back to um, you got disconnected, but she said you could better tell the story. The story of how we met. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, she gave you kind of a short version of it, um, or you know, a, a G-rated version. So. <laughs> um, I basically had a good friend, um, and. He was like, hey, my cousin is coming to town. Uh, and she's like, I've never met her. Um, and like, I have to drive her from O'Hare Airport in Chicago to uh, like her friend's house in Wisconsin. And he's like, it's an hour ride. He's like, I hope she's all right, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, if she's good looking, like, give me a call and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get together and <laughs> I'll meet her basically. 
and then so uh, I think she ended up staying there a couple of days, and then she ended up staying with him for like the rest of her trip because I think whatever happened in Wisconsin just didn't work out uh, from a state perspective. And so she stayed at his house and like there was a party. And, uh, you know, I show up to this party and like we're kind of drinking in the kitchen and there's like a photo album. Oh, did you cut out again? Probably, yes. So, yeah, we're going back to the time where we still had the photo albums, you know, and stuff. So it, it feels like it's we're kind of like dinosaurs at this point. Uh, yeah, so uh, basically what he was trying to say, I brought my album um, with my pictures and basically I go down the stairs and I see the guy just without any permission took my photo album and he's looking at my pictures. And I'm like, well, uh, who this person thinks he is, you know, I was kind of like a, a little bit kind of like anxious. <laughs> and... Uh, Little do they know that this guy will end up being my husband and the father of my kids. So, yeah. I mean, I was very skeptical. I'll tell you the truth. I was very skeptical. Uh, I didn't see that coming. And, you know, like two completely different countries, you know, it's a long, long flight from each other. So it's not like you can stop by for a second, you know, to see each other. And right. I was very skeptical. I wasn't sure. And, you know, he had his people on his end telling, you know, like, you can find someone closer. I had my people over there that I wasn't even comfortable mentioning it because it didn't sound like anything realistic. You know, you're 21 years old, you know, you're going to go across the country for the second time and another immigration. Now you're going to live in a third country. You know, now you're going to learn another language. And it's like sounded too difficult and too complicated. And yet it happened. And yeah. You, you said it's emotional. Is it emotional because it's tough? immigrating and learning all that is it like a lot of like are you saying emotional is it because it's stressful trying to deal with a whole brand new society or is it emotional because there's a backstory to it or well each immigration we went through different emotions you know let's say when we left soviet russia it was just like a one-way ticket you know so we were born in bridges we knew that we will never go back again so we were living for good and it's just like a matter of habit you know you just get used to certain things so we did not miss any people simply because the whole family moved so we were a jewish family we were born in uh from soviet russia so the whole family we did move to israel so we didn't miss people but you know just a regular habit and getting used to the country itself when I did, when I moved from Israel to US, I missed people because everyone left in Israel. My whole family was there. So it was an attachment to people. I wanted to see my friends. I wanted to see everyone. And, you know, so it's different. But simply getting to know everything. Oh, oh that's how it's done here. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Okay, you know. It takes time and, you know, just getting used to how two people react, how two people think. And, of course, you miss miss your family. That's that's understandable, I think. Of course. I see um, a lot of the guys at the gym we have that are from different areas. Like, whether it's, you know, we got some people from Costa Rica, Brazil, all sorts of different countries. <clears throat> and a lot of them don't speak full English yet. And you can kind of, 
I've always thought they're very patient because the language barrier itself, just that by itself seems like it'd be hard enough, you know, to like, right. To run around on your daily basis and try to communicate and you don't know a word. So you're like hoping I'm sure in a person's brain who's learning another language in another uh, society is um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for is always trying to make sure they're using words correctly and not, you know, incorrectly, not trying to offend people or ask where the bathroom is and end up jumped <laughs> or robbed, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where's David from? I don't know if he's back in or not. David is from also from the uh, Soviet Union, uh, but it's Belarus, which is Minsk. So, like, geographically, we were born very far away from each other, even though we speak the same language. But again, Jewish family, you know, back in the 90s, you know, as soon as they open up the Iron Curtain, we all left one way ticket, you know, without knowing what to expect so yes his family we we could have we we had two countries either you live to israel or to us my family lived to move to israel my husband's family moved to here to us so what and what made you guys leave i know you're saying soviet um if you notice a lot of americans aren't very educated on anything other than really america or what's on the news but what like what's what made you guys basically get a one-way ticket to leave oh number one reason is safety it safety. was never safe for jews to be on that soil because and i'm not talking about you know like let's say it's really hard to get in for our generation for my parents generation even like to get into university or to get a good career or just simply you know like not being calling names for who you are so number one reason of course it's safety you know you don't want to be different you don't want anyone to put you down you don't want anyone to spit on you you know so this is it's kind of like yeah you just leave this is the main reason why most of you know Jewish families left here in Venice. And again, Iron Curtain, it was closed. We could not leave a country for many years. And as soon as they opened it up, it's just. Yeah, probably, probably can, you guys, a... can you guys hear me? Yeah, I yes, can hear you. Can. Oh, shit, I'm back. All right. Uh, no, we, so we, we, we actually left for different reasons. I don't know if you want to get into that, Jen, or not, because, you know, well, when we left... sure, because, I mean, I don't know how, how long time do we have. That's why I didn't want to expand. Oh, no, no. We, oh, no. We as have long as, long as, long as, long as long as you want. And, and if there's anything you're uncomfortable with, just let me know. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. comfortable so, so... with everything is just the time thing. Okay. Yeah. So we, we left for different reasons. You know, my family left because it was basically they opened up the... Um, they opened up the borders uh, in the 90s when essentially right before Russia fell or Soviet Union fell. And then so a lot of Jews just kind of bounced. So there's like a lot of people uh, in the States from late 80s to early 90s uh, when they opened up the borders. Um, but Jen left for a different reason. She she left actually way later. I mean, if you want to get into that. It wasn't way later. I mean, if they opened up in 90s, we left in 96. Uh, well, in addition to all that, my dad was a businessman during that time, and it was a 
kind of Russia the nineties was a weird place because it was like yes. for, for, for the... someone who who didn't went through that time it's really it's it's basically um extremely high crime and this crime is basically your government and like an open crime so uh, the last thing that was kind of like okay and now we need to move it was just again safety but it was a different type of safety so we mm. had to move to we lived right on the border with finland so we had to run away to finland stay there for i think a few weeks or months i don't even remember and uh, then but yeah it's again i was 30 almost 14 years old and it was uh, yeah, I, I, I do remember my dad telling my mom, you know, like, if, you know, they will stop me on that border between Russia and Finland, you know, just take my, take me and just uh, keep going, don't go back. And I remember they, my parents, they were arguing, my mom was saying, like, if they're gonna stop you, you know, I'm not leaving. And, you know, I do remember that conversation. But thank God, you know, they let us go through. So did your dad get through too? Yes, thank God. Otherwise, yeah, I don't think my mom would live without him. That's pretty intense. You Very much so. You got to imagine if you get to the point to where a father is basically telling the mother to just take the kids and go if something happens, it's, you know. I'm the only child also. So, yeah, that's. Do you think yeah, that, but thank God that those living, days are gone for us. Do you think that living through that is made you or contributed to who you are today in any way? Was that something hard to get over? Is it something that you turned into a positive? You know, or something that no, kind of absolutely lingered? not. You know, even talking about it, you know, to us, it was just an everyday life. Back then, I don't remember seeing that anything bad because, you know, this is all you know. I don't mm -hmm. remember having, like, that have an impact on me. I do remember my family had money we could afford a lot of things yes my dad had a gun yes we had you know some security here and there but overall i didn't remember myself like oh my god what a horrible time you know like how do we live you think about it when you look back years and years ago like oh man really did it but back then it wasn't it was just normal anything. absolutely normal this is this is how everyone lives and that's how you deal with an everyday life. Yeah. Uh, how bad that was, you just start realizing it years after it happened. But again, thank God, I was I was only 13 years old, so I don't remember much. What was he afraid of, like, them catching? Like, are they going to put him in jail? Or is it like... Jail? They... Oh, they're going to kill him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. No one puts anyone uh, anyone in jail. Yeah, they just in yeah, the nineties. Yeah, in in the nineties, there is no such thing. It's just you kill and you're done. Holy shit! Uh, that's super interesting. It almost sounds like a. Uh... Oh, I'm drawing blanks today. <clears throat> it's kind of almost sounds like like a, like a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah but like... it's it. I do remember it was normal for all of us. This is how everyone lived you know and 
again like when you leave this type of country you understand something is off but all you want is just you don't know what to expect you in a different country you don't know much about it but anything but this that's what you you know that was on my mind that was on my mind on my parents mind anything but this but if you do if we do choose you know we want to have like a democratic country so if you don't mind me asking what how um what got him to that point is it like some sort of extortion like the the, he's a good businessman and they wanted to get paid off of him like were they extorting him yeah that's 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 the way it works you need it you know probably my dad would know more details and of course he does i never went too much into that but you see it was it, it just like you're dealing with criminals you know of course they want money if it doesn't go the way that they want but we're not talking about like criminals it's it's the whole government it's you don't know where it where it's gonna come from it's just openly corrupt yeah, yeah. System- corruption <laughs> corruption to the extent that you can even comprehend yeah systematic organized crime essentially that's insane if a policeman stops you, you know, like he expects you to offer him money in order not to get a ticket. And we're talking about like, and if you say no, we're talking about, okay, how much then? You know, so like, that's how it used to be. I, I'm sure even now, probably, I don't want to say everywhere. I mean, I want to believe in the better life, but that's how yeah, the that- way it was. The, the answer to most questions was how much? Yes. That seems, so and that's that's what it was like everywhere over there, huh? Yep. In the you, 90s, for sure. Yeah. Did you deal with that as well? I did not. No. I was 11 when I left, and I basically grew up in the States. Okay. So you didn't have to deal with any of that kind of craziness? Nope. And, well, again, I didn't deal with that either. I was just a child in the house, right. and I was observing things, you know, like, Oh, now we live great, but next thing it's like, you know, we, we need to start packing uh, luggage and please just don't tell anyone, you know, you have to be quiet. No one should know that we are leaving. And yeah, it was. Was Israel a much better place? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And <clears throat> David, are you the reason, or is David the reason why you came here? Or did yes, you leave? one and only. Oh yep. my goodness. That's right. That's ins- that's insane. So it was in, in in fact I have a friend, a very close friend of mine. She we, we used to go to high school, we were uh, very good friends. So she wanted to leave Israel. She felt like, you know, this is not really uh where I feel comfortable, this is not really where I feel home. So she was trying to get the green card, you know, stuff. And next thing I tell her that I leave and she's like, well this is so unfair. You never even wanted to leave and now you do. And I've been trying to do it for years and I can't. I'm like, dude, you wanna go, go, you know, like I'm okay living here. I just want this guy. You know, in fact we <laughs> I believe we had this once we had this conversation like maybe you would consider moving to Israel. But that conversation was maybe like five seconds long. And yeah. Nope. Yeah. That's... That's... <laughs> nope. 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 Well, well, I mean, you found yourself a winner. David's a winner. He's uh, everything I've seen. I, I admire his uh, 
business sense, and somehow you're always stoic about it when you're talking Kevin, about I, those. I, I assure you, at, be- at best, it's a mixed bag, man. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. You just yeah, don't yeah. it on, on me at the gym or anything like that? Well, well, dude, you know, when I'm promoting myself, I got to give you all the good shit. You know, ask Jen about all the other stuff. She, she uh, gets to see all, the, the, other, the other side. Nothing but good. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. You, she, you don't catch him throwing the phone or anything like that? No, oh, the opposite. Probably would, it would be me. <laughs> to, to throw the phone, That that's definitely me. I'm the it emotional part of the... Yes, it did happen. Yes, and it was like... Well, again, Middle East, you know, again, I grew up in Middle East, so we react differently to the way you guys, and we have very less of the personal space, apparently, when we talk to each other, because it was one of the first obstacles that I remember. I don't know if you remember, David, you know, I do. Tell me about this. So, yeah, are you getting, are you getting angry and getting up in his face? And David's like, what the hell is going on? No, no, no. it's just like a personal space, you know, when you talk to a person, there is like a space where you live between each other. So moving from Middle East, apparently my space between two people was closer than it's accepted for you guys. And my husband would always say like, a step back, you know, staying too close close to people when you talk. Too close, too close. I'm like, what do you mean too close? You know, like, so, you know, like, these type of things, I'm like, personal space, what are you talking about? It's, so it's that was... Funny how, like, certain things like that, because that, that's one of my pet peeves, is, like, uh, and for me, I mean, I don't really deal with it most, like, too often, but it's usually, like, a couple guys at work or something, you know, when they come and talk to you, and their face has to be, like, right next to your face when they talk, you can almost, like, feel their breath coming off of them. And that's, like, always, like, a hey, man, out of my bubble, out of my bubble, I need to breathe. Like, I just need to feel like I can breathe when I'm having a conversation with someone. <laughs> that's, that's just me personally. Well, yeah. We're, we're, and this is our personality, you know, these type of things that this is our, this is what I need. This is what I feel comfortable. So answering the previous questions, how, how do you get to know yourself through these type of things, you know? So again, there is no right or wrong answer here, but like, okay, I like my space how much do you like you know like do you like this big or more you know so this is how you figure yourself out you know or like i always like to cuddle no matter what i need someone who would touch me you know but again answering the previous question but um so you're talking about temperament a lot what what got you so interested in temperament is it just something that you picked up on is it something you study a lot well i always interested in psychology i was always curious in that particular field and i was reading a lot i was exploring a lot of things you know like i needed to see it myself how it all works because i mean we have our brain and it's a very complex thing. So let's kind of like see what's going on there and how we behave and how everything works. It was just a very peculiar topic for me to begin with. I was always interested in that. And that's what I went to study. And, you know, it's it was just interesting for me and beneficial in addition. Is that your favorite part of psychology or your favorite psychology you've studied yet? 
well it's the puzzle there are many many pieces you know and then you start like combining like this piece to this and then you get your insight it's like you know oh that's exactly what i was looking for you know this is exactly the answer to this yeah the, the process of you know talking to people and exploring them and just helping them answering the question to themselves is it's interesting David, what would you say is your biggest lesson she's given you with this stuff? Because you were oh, saying, saying at the party, you've, uh, she's helped you realize a lot. Yeah, it, it's, you know, she made me realize that, um, that people are a lot more interesting than things, although I do like things still. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm generally curious about how stuff works, how stuff's made, but a lot of all that is rooted in uh, people and society because, um, you know, innovation is typically based in desire, right? People want to achieve certain things. People want to do certain things. And from that perspective, you know, my interest in psychology has pretty much always been functional. It's like, what will help me achieve my goal? And how can I potentially persuade people or work the situation? Uh, that will help me, that will at, at least not have people interfere in me achieving the goal, but at best helping me achieve the goal. Like sales? Sales, absolutely. Sales, you know, even HR, hiring, uh, you know, friendships, uh, even dealing with my kids, dealing with my wife. I mean, like, it's all basically rooted in understanding people's motivations and, you know, people's temperaments and kind of tying it all together and figuring out how to talk to people in the way that uh, makes them understand my point because you can say things in a certain way to different people that'll help your message be received better. Gotcha. The, the, the most important concept here, in my opinion, that the more you study psychology, the more you study how different we are, the more you understand that there are no bad people. We don't born evil. So everything happens, there is a reason why certain things happen. But again, we're never born bad. We're never born evil. It's what happens to us while we're growing up before we hit the puberty. So that's what it is. But uh, trying to understand, to accept, to respect every single one and trying to understand i'm not talking about accepting it at least trying to understand every single person it's it's not easy but this is the only way that works is so i'm just trying to i'm going to apply it to some of my challenges here like a three-year-old sure. a three-year-old throwing a fit sure so you would suggest or say it's better for me to learn kind of what she's going through and how her mind is processing, which would in turn warrant me to have a better reaction to it. It's both. Like it's more it's, efficient. It, first of all, it's an education for parents to understand a child. So it's more of, you know, talking through certain things with parents. But we think 
child is doing something because of whatever reason, but it's actually our behavior that can cause it. And I'm not saying it's a wrong behavior, but it might be a wrong behavior for this particular child. Maybe for his sibling, that will work, but for him, not necessarily. And this is, it's like a formula in mathematics, you know, you just like, okay, you have your parents, you know, they are these type of personalities. Then you look at the child and you try and, okay, here, take his time, you know, like give him time, you know, to do whatever they need to do. You know, if they don't listen to you, please do not control them. And then this, you know, it's just knowing who you are. And that's what I started from. So it's number one, educating yourself of who you are and how you deal. So, you know, going back to um, what we started back at the party, uh, psychology, the one that I see the more solution to my uh, things that I'm looking answers is Freud psychology. Freud, that's, you know, he was the first one who started and now we have it in the third generation, you know, uh, discovering uh, all the things. So there are basically eight types of people, um, eight type of eight types of personality, and we all depend on each other. And the only way we can survive is when there are all eight of us, uh, all eight of these. Uh, personalities, which is all of us, we need to somehow learn to work together, to exist together, and we need each other. There is no one who is more important than another. We are all equally important. So personalities depend on each other to function like a society? Yes, absolutely. Okay. As a society, as a nation, as humans, we all depend on each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So think to... of it. Uh, think of it. Th think of it this way. So, so societally, there's basically uh, what you're saying, and, and this kind of begins with Sigmund Freud, and uh, you know his original theories have been kind of explored and blown up, and and. Um, well, he uh, he 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 explored the very first type. That's the one that it started. And in his notes, he said, I'm curious if there is another correlation between, because again, our personality, we're talking not about just personality, certain personality, we're talking about, uh, what do you say, uh, your illnesses, your sickness, your, uh, the way you look for qualities that you look in another person, whether it's your friend or your wife. So by everything, I mean, like literally everything, uh, it all depends on your personality that is subconscious to us. Yeah, so, that so, we here, do so, it yeah. without understanding. Yeah. yeah. So here, think of it, think of it this way. There's like societally, there's basically eight types of personality variations and, you know, they all come in, you know, individually. And these days I think they all come in combinations because, you know, people can have multiple traits of these eight variations of personality. And then each of those uh, has their own characteristics. So some people are, you know, quicker, some people are slower, some people are more visual, some people are more auditory, some people are more, um, uh, you know, kinesthetic, you know, th they like the touch instead of it listening and, and, and some other people uh, are more uh, like, 
athletics prone. Some people are more artsy. So, what is going on with him, David? Yeah. You cut you cut out again, brother. But... I, I can hear him from a different room talking, but yeah, I can hear him. That's so, weird. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's all of this. It's kind of simple and complicated at the same time, but that psychology helps you to understand who you are to kind of like give you this insight and everything else is like a mathematical formula you just like okay if this is my child is has this mindset i would achieve more if i would talk to him this way or i simply just let it go you know knowing who we are knowing who our kids are but Usually when there is something wrong, and I apologize, parents, I'm sorry, but usually when there is something wrong with our kids, and I'm talking about before they hit puberty, usually it's us. We are the one who made a mistake at some point. And again, sometimes we just make mistakes simply because we don't know that we're doing something wrong. How can you know that? So that's that's where psychology comes in, so you can know where not to make a mistake. Do you know exactly what personality type you are? Yes, but I won't be able to answer in a few minutes even. You just need to go a little bit more in depth about each personality and how is it important and what do you specifically have. So like by talking to you, I'm, I'm listening to the, you know, your keywords that you use and mm-hmm. how fast or how slow you speak and just making my own observations with trying to figure out your type so do you got if, if a hook wrong, on it yet <laughs> I'm, well I, I i i feel like you probably are the one who is a bit more emotional in in the side of the i don't know i never met your wife but i feel like this is something because i i did like when you say hello beautiful people i think that's how you greeted us yep and that word beautiful, usually people with, unless this is something that you say on a regular basis, but usually people with a visual uh, mindset. Traits. Yep. Traits. Thank you. David yeah, is back. David yep. is back. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is going to open up a bag of worms. I bet Brittany and I are going to be going back and forth. I got to just take the test you sent me, David. I Maybe her and I could do that tonight or tomorrow. But... I don't, I don't know. Is that, you got more to it? Have you analyzed anything? I have, I have a lot of it, but again, it's, it's, it, we're talking about hours of conversation and it might be, I'm going to have to tell you very personal questions or just, just tell you very personal things. So I don't know what you want to be heard. Okay. I'm an open book and I got a, we got no time constraint. Okay. So I'll, you know, the more the more you speak, I will be able to tell you more about yourself. Oh, nice. <laughs> but no, uh, the beautiful people. Unless you have a specific question, uh, like it has to be very concrete. Yeah. Let's say you need you need uh, help with answering a certain question, something that is either vague to you or something that you've been struggling, but it has to be specific question. Um. Not off the top of my head. I mean, oh, you're a lucky when, person. 
Oh, no, I'm just trying to... Usually when I ask people about, you know, like, what do you have? It's like nonstop of, you know, like, okay, how about this? How about that? You see, so you're a lucky person. That's a good thing. I, I just, uh, I like to think of myself as more goal-oriented. Goal-oriented? By, by greeting people, like saying, you know, hello, beautiful people. One, but, but I, I you you chose guys. the word beautiful out of other out of know, other why, words. Why, why beautiful? Why not something else? I wanted you guys to feel happy. Okay, so in your opinion, feeling happy it will make you if you hear the word beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Right. So this is this is what's yeah. Well, some people can hello powerful people. You know, like, oh, that makes me happy. Beautiful. I don't care about beautiful. But to you, it does make a difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this does go deep. It goes way deeper than you think, yet it's very simple. <laughs> you know, it sounds like, oh, my God, I'm not sure, you know, but it's 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 very simple. Let's, uh, <clears throat> let's try this. So one of the reasons why I like doing the podcast is one to learn about people and different things. Like I, I didn't know anything about the um, you leaving Russia. Super interesting, and I think that's like really cool to. That's not something you run into often. It's it's just like, just knowing that somebody had to go through that is just to me, very interesting because, a lot of people only know their small neighborhood, right? Uh, in this situation, you went from you know. Russia to Israel to US and that to you might have been normal but to a normal person like from around here because I grew up around here I'm, I'm in the same area I grew up in that's okay. like a that's like a that's a book that's a movie you know mm -hmm. um, so I one I get to learn about this kind of stuff and kind of dig dig into it and I like the challenge of trying of finding interesting conversation and and two, it's also just a way for me to hold myself accountable for staying positive and finding positivity out of people that could hopefully help other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you want, I can tell you a little bit more about my life in Israel. Let's say it's it's very different from uh, life in other countries. I mean, we are a very small country, so it's mandatory for girls to serve an army right after high school. So as soon as we're done with high school, we have uh, three years for boys and two years for girls to serve in the army. And you did ask me what had an impact on me. I would say that was these two years that mm, helped me understand myself better. Because, you know, first you just mama's girl, you know, only child. And uh, next thing you're just on your own and like, oh, welcome an adulthood life, you know? So, and it was a very interesting experience. I have very close friends that I still keep in touch with and that's absolutely priceless to me. And I think it's it was a very inter interesting experience for a girl to be in this type of situation, you know, experiencing different types of emotional uh, attachment to certain things and like how you're just your outlook on your life overall. She was a prison guard, just so you know. I wasn't a guard. I was a policewoman in a prison. So Military like, police serving in a prison. 
I was in the military police, yes. Well, you have no choice. You don't know where you're going to be sent. You you have no power over it, you know. You just basically, uh, they determine based on your, I don't know, health or whatever abilities. And they send you whatever they think you're going to fit the most. Do you feel and like so that? They, so they send you to prison. So, so <laughs> I, was, I, I was sent to military police and afterwards, yes, it was. Yeah, it was a men's prison. Oh, and it was specifically a men's prison? Men's prison, yes. Israeli soldiers. What kind of things did you see in there? Well, <laughs> again, gotta... you know, Israeli prison is, is, is a very nice prison. You know, we were eating from the same kitchen. I cannot say anyone suffered. No one was beating anyone. I mean, you just basically stay and it wasn't Enjoy anything horrible. I mean, the only bad thing, you know, like, well, because these are the soldiers, you know, like, it the, the time goes against you while you're in the prison. So, but oh, other than that, you know. It doesn't count towards your sentence, essentially. Correct. Oh, correct. Wow. so did they teach you any combat training? Well, like, of course, it's a must. For, 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 first, you go through like four or five weeks of uh, combat training, you know, just it's for everyone, like a general training. Right. And afterwards, after they assign you specifically, okay, let's say now you're going to be in the military police. They send you uh, for a military police base and you go through a different type of training specifically for whatever you're going to do. So I would say it's like uh, three or four months uh, of a training prior to you getting whatever you're actually going to do. So I got a question. If... Yep. If the whole country is military combat trained, doesn't that, mm-hmm. doesn't that kind of not put you ahead? Like, isn't that, if the whole country is military trained, then you guys are all trained the same exact thing. So if you're guarding people who are military trained the same exact way you're military trained, doesn't that seem kind of like uh, counterintuitive? Does that make sense? Not really. Could you expand on that? Yes. Okay. So, like, say I was building in, uh, say, let's let's say I had a group of ten people. Okay. And I trained them all three weeks of jujitsu. Sure. And then I told those ten people, okay, David, you're in charge of these three people who have been trained the same on the same exact thing as you, and this guy's in charge of the other. But what would be left for six people, five people, you're in charge of these five people. You guys are all the same combat trained. How could the, you guys all have the same exact training? How could you um, rely on that in a situation? Well, you're a team. Everyone has its own uh, roles. But right, roles. The, the, Everyone, the they have their certain things. You, you, you know exactly what each one does. So each, you will never interfere with each other as long as you know your specific responsibilities, your specific duties. So if you will interfere one with another, one with another it means you don't know what you're doing. But unless, you, unless, unless, you're, unless you're asking whether, you know, how do you control people that are also trained as well as you are? Yes, that's, that's okay. what yeah. I wasn't doing. Yeah, but... Yeah, but that that's all prisons. It's like you you have, you know, let's say violent prisoners in America and then you have the police. Uh, and you know, sometimes the violent prisoners are more powerful or, you know, more skillful in certain things than the police 
is. However, you have the prison complex behind them. So you have a process and a system. So it's not like, you know. I guess I was oh, looking for, you know, looking I'm talking for your about leverage. Like specifically, you know, my base, I don't remember any violence happening over there. It wasn't anything. No, you just. I mean, they're, they're in cells it, and you have a gun. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> anything violent. Gotcha. Do, I do not remember that. That's for sure. There's just a, a thought that crossed my head. And I probably could have done a better job at explaining it, but I was just thinking if like you took two individuals and you trained one, like military trained them, and then you right. didn't train the other one, then right. the alpha would probably be the one that you trained. But then I started quite thinking, possible. Then I was thinking if you got the whole country trained the same way, then you're kind of keeping like an even playing field. But that you, you are, well, but you still have, whole, yeah. If the whole still country have, is, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so you, the whole country can still be military trained, but you can still basically have a, you know, a justice system and a prison system. It's the same way it is here. You know, there's like plenty of, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, uh, people from the military in prison. But we still have to obey the law. Right. Correct. There's still, and, there's still laws and there's still rules and there's still, a, you know. A, a, and you, you made sense with like your leverage is still, you know, you've got the prison system behind you. You've got a gun. You've got. The, yeah. It was yeah. Just, a, just a silly thought that crossed my mind. I'm like, all right, let's see where no, this goes. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's basically it's uh, it's a prison for people who disobey rules within the military, which, you know, we, I'm sure we have military prisons in the United States. And so the army deals with those people the same way that they did back there right yeah and then so you being you being in the military you said you learned a lot about yourself is it just well with... it's it's just first just learning how to be independent how to make decisions on your own deal with consequences when you made the wrong decision uh it sounds like basic but it sometimes it's very painful when you just on your own you know like and you're trying to do the best out of it you don't have anyone to ask for an advice or just okay go you can do for it it's like it's it's tough but then you're like okay but that actually makes me stronger i actually enjoy it i enjoy the process i like rules i like you know how it all works i like strategy you know like i like what i do I can learn a lot of it and I would rather focus on these things rather than oh, I haven't slept enough for a few days already. Oh, I really want to go home and, you know, get to see my friends, you know, and I'm only 19 years old. I want to go out and chill. But then you realize how important what you do for the country that you live in. And it's kind of like gives you this importance of what you do and who you're going to grow up in the future, you know? And personal responsibility. Absolutely. Responsibilities. You, Taking responsibilities and holding yourself accountable for every single, single thing. That's huge. Would you recommend that same kind of system in the U.S.? Uh, at least some mandatory uh, military time? Well, we do it for a different reason. It's just a very small country and we, we have to do that. Um, I don't think it should be a mandatory thing, but my sister-in-law, David's uh, sister, 
she's in military for many years already and she's very successful and we're proud of her <laughs> she does amazing a lot of my I mean, military friends are like ahead of the curve they're like they're pretty well set they're pretty well structured you know they've got benefits stacked up piled up doesn't seem yep. like a completely bad option no it's a great option for the right people it's not for everybody just like other things but uh if it's a even accidental combination of the right temperament in the right place i think that it, it works what kind of temperament are you david i don't know ask her military mil military temperament yeah, military he's, military strategist he, he he he's the way he thinks he uses logic not yeah. everyone uses logic and again there is it's not like good or bad thing it's just different so logic strategy is definitely a military um mindset how do you meet logic and emotion halfway okay so, say that again how do you meet logic with emotion like how do you if if one partner is on an emotional level and the other partner is on a logical level how do you how do you um like meet halfway that's a great question well one person should know what they do uh well you need to learn the other's person mindset to explain how you feel so i was using logic to explain to david my emotional side you know so i'm acting emotional here simply because of this 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 and that but once you know let's say you can have multiple person not multiple personalities multiple views on how to look at things whether it's abstract or something you can switch in between two you know what i'm saying probably not i will expand on that so i knew that it would be more beneficial if i will learn how to use logic to explain myself to david rather he will learn my language of emotions to understand me okay so primarily so like we use logic to understand even something complex because this is that's what works for for us best. our family yeah in, in our family we essentially have learned to articulate emotions in a logical way so you just break it down uh, you you break it down okay do do you see why it's not logical yes why hmm true there is no need to stress over it because this 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 and once you break it down you know you can control even emotional things with logic so like words psychology like psychology is an answer to anything like words like i understand where you're coming from but would that be like a good intro to from someone who's logical talking the to word, a person who's emotional up until up until you got to the word but is 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 no it just you have to explain there is no but because but is you right but no we're but both right <laughs> we're both right that's the thing i'm right and he is right but we look at the same thing through different lenses you know and it's not like dude you need to switch to my lens it's like okay let's we're looking at the same thing but your lens will show you this picture and my lens will show this picture and we're gonna start arguing about this thing but at the end of the day it's all the same thing 
So for the people at home who I'm sure deal with this because I feel like this is super common. Speak what would, to each what other. Would you... The more, the better. Just sit down and talk it over. It can be painful. It can be emotional. As long as you talk, this is the main key. Talk about there are no little things. You know, babe, you know, I feel like, you know, you did this, this, and that. I feel kind of like uncomfortable with this. I have some hard feelings. Please, let's talk it over. You know, there is like something I feel. I don't want to go to sleep, you know, having these hard feelings. Please, you know, I, I need it right now to sit down. Let's talk it over. The more, the better. As long as both sides are interested, it's only through talking. There is no other way. And again, forget to, but I'm right. Just, we're all right. But we look through different things. Well, I got you both on the phone. Maybe you guys can have an argument and we can get like a good example out of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we can have an argument. We we no longer have arguments. We just have discussions. We have deep no discussions. Shit, really? We have yeah. super deep discussions. Very, very deep, and it sometimes can be emotional. Sometimes can be like, you know, swearing and stuff. But yet, it's a discussion. You know, yeah. like we both gain something out of this discussion. We learn from each other. We learn, you know, and. The, this process where you go through this together, I think it's interesting, it's important, it's useful, it's productive, and it works. And it's not like we're exclusive. Everyone can do it as long as we spend a little bit more time, you know, sitting down together, you know, and talking about things. Did you guys argue? Did you guys have arguments beforehand? All the time. David? Really? A lot? Oh. All the time. What uh, when we have a lot of arguments, it can create doubt, right? Like doubt about the future. Doubts about the future. It doubts about like many things. You know, uncertainties. You don't know what to expect. We have different expectations. Well, okay, what are your expectations? A lot of things is just simply unknown, and what do you we don't talk to each other you know like the things that bothers us or like oh it's not important you know so what do you think makes you decide that it's worth pushing through or worth building and not calling it quits as a couple like so like you know obviously we're in a high divorce rate this country has a super high divorce rate what do you think helped at least helped you guys from your experience push through rather than like saying oh screw this i'm going to go to my parents house or you know what i mean I'm leaving. Well, I think probably since we went through certain things, we accept challenges mm, Head on. willingly. Yes. So, yep. like, okay, so there is a challenge. Yes, I can, you know, pack my stuff and go back to my mom. But there is a challenge. You know, it's not natural for me to give up. So, okay, so it's going to be harder. But I want to, you know, like I'm not going to give up on any challenge or like certain challenges I'm not willing to give up at least yet. And that's how I felt like with my marriage. Sometimes I was, oh man, you know, but like, no, I can't give up, but not yet. Not yet. I still feel like it, it, it can, you know, we can still do stuff, you know. So we, we, I don't feel like we were taking challenges as something, oh my God, how can I? 
go through all this, you know, like we were kind of like used to challenges. Okay, let's do one more thing. You know, yeah. let's do one more uh, thing. I'll tell you this, un unless, unless you are definitely sure you're with somebody who's pathological, anything is workable. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like, unless, you know, somebody in that relationship is like sick or, or has got issues of, you know, some, some like hate towards you that like unreconcilable, anything is workable. It's like, yeah. what's and the you worst? you need to start from yourself. You need to start from yeah. yourself. It's Correct. never You're the paying. partner. It's, it's start from yourself. It's like you. you. The, pro the problem is you, Kevin. <laughs> I'm always the problem. Don't, yep. you, don't you see that when we circle up and ask questions? Far, I'll tell you this. As far as you're concerned, you're always the problem. As far as I'm concerned, I'm always the problem. Uh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were and, throwing shade and, at me. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And, and this is exactly, you know, let's say we're having... Okay, let's make up something. Uh, we're Andy. having a conversation and we are disagreeing on certain things. Okay, so I'm thinking, is it possible? Logic, right? We're using logic. Is it possible that I can be wrong? Of course, it's possible. It's logical. So tell me maybe I'm wrong. Explain me. So you don't say just, oh, no, you know nothing. Listen to what I have to say. Explain it to me. Maybe you're right. I just don't see it. I just don't understand it. But, you know, give your, your partner a chance to at least understand explain why he feels why he did the way he did you know and like keep in mind that there is at least one chance that you could have done something different and very hard not to start blaming someone else that's that's this is the most natural thing for us to do you know oh no it's not me of course it's never me come on you know it's always someone else but think about maybe it is you and maybe you can improve your whole life by just this relationship. Or maybe you will understand, you know what? There is absolutely no point of trying here. It's just dead end. You know, I'm going to stop wasting my time. You know, there is nothing wrong with her or with him, you know, but I'm just the wrong person. And, you know, just thank you for everything and just move on. So I'm not saying, you know, every situation is different. All depends who we are and what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to pursue, your personal goals. You basically have to, yeah, well, you also figure out, uh, you have to figure out what you want because you right. both can be the right people. You could be right people in the wrong seats. You know, just sometimes things happen where like your needs can't be met in this relationship. So you kind of have to know yourself before you can have a conversation like that with other people. And in order, so what I do, I will help you to ask yourself proper question in order to understand yourself different, to understand yourself properly. You know, I can ask you a certain, because, you know, like when you ask someone, okay, so tell me about yourself, who you are. It's like, uh, um, what do you, you know, people are confused. You know, they don't know what to say. You know, I'm a mom, I'm this, you know, but okay, like more specific. But again, people are having a hard time explaining who they are and what they actually think. Not what their mother taught them to think, but what they actually think. Or what they actually and, want. 
or what they actually want. And I would help just to ask proper questions. I think accountability is one of the best traits I like worked on. It took me, it took me a while to figure that out, but instead of blaming other people and other stuff on things, just the, the action of just constantly thinking, what could I have done better? What could I have done different? Well, blaming is general is not the productive thing. You know, what do you gain from blaming? Right. Technically nothing, you know? So to people who are using logic, it's a waste of time. You know, why would I do that? With accountability comes growth. You know, so like, okay, I'm just gonna do my part. But, But blaming or, you know, being upset with something, of course you can help in it, but it's just like things that are simply not productive. It doesn't bring you to a better place either. It's like you can leave that person and you can still have the same problems with the next person just because you don't understand your own sort of needs. And also another, you know, hint, not really a hint, but the the, the strategy when we talk about improvement, we always talk about an angle of 180. It's always an opposite. So whatever you're trying to improve, your answer is always going to be an opposite of what you're thinking. On the same le- on, on, on the same uh, line, but it's it's an opposite thing. Like if you're frustrated with a certain thing that you can't achieve, or you know your certain behavior is not bringing you the results you want, you basically have to do a 180. You have to like do the opposite of what you're doing. Interesting. Yep. So like so so like an example, if let's say. I have a fear that everyone is lying to me. No one is telling me the truth. What would be an opposite thing? Stop lying yourself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's always a 180 turn. So like anything you do, anything you do or anything that bothers you or anything that you like, always think about the opposite side of it. Like, okay. So let's say thing i just lost my train of thought i keep losing my train of thought tonight like um, any a, a, anything anything that like again anything that you would like to improve in the relationship you know you want your wife to stop yelling at you stop, stop yelling, yelling at yourself. her oh exactly okay you feel like you're lacking respect in your life stop respecting start respecting people yourself you're not getting enough Give, start giving. In order to get, you need to always an opposite. So like if, you know, you want to make your children happy, more happy, start acting happier towards you. Not acting happier. Make yourself happy first. Acting happy is different. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. I see kids, what you're... They, kids, they feel it. We cannot trick them, you know? We can act whatever we want, but they, they know everything. My brain is so absorbed, especially lately with, uh, you know, two and a half and a two and a half year old and a three month old. Mm-hmm. My brain just always references kids, jujitsu, and um, <clears throat> my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But that's like that's like the uh, you know the big chunk of my life. But that do you like work, do you like it? I love it. Great. I love it. It's uh, it's okay. What would you like to improve in your life? 
in your personality, in your attitude, in your profession? What, what do you feel like? Okay, that is good, but I wish I had this or that, you know? I, I want a career that I lo- am in love with. That's mm-hmm. where, that's from, that's my biggest uh, goal right now. And I have okay. troubles figuring out exactly what it is. Oh, well, that's, that's great. You know, this is something we can uh, discuss it and you will answer your own question. As in like, like I'll answer my own question. Absolutely. You know, as long as I will ask you a proper uh, question so you can answer to yourself. So again, let's start, you know, from, you know, the biggest, like, where do you not see yourself 100%? What's you, what you will never consider as your career? Man, I'm, I'm high maintenance. I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, okay, you can and you enjoy. That's again, that's a different thing. So main thing, when you're talking about career, you're talking about fulfillment, about living an interesting life, um, about just simply I don't care what I do as long as I make money or you know what money is important but it's important like ideal money, when you talking about career what do you actually think of um something to do with martial arts whether it's coaching or training um that's the that's the um the balance issue I'm having is a lot of things with money are turning out to be the things that I don't like Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like I and there's certain people who can't handle it. And it doesn't mean I'm not grateful for the spot that I'm in because I'm not in a bad spot. It's just like the the mundane wake up early, go to work tired, push through the day, deal with stress. And so then, you are nine. You're not nine to five person. I'm not a nine to five person. Could I survive? Okay. Could I do it? Yes. Do I want to? Sure. Not necessarily. <laughs> OK, let me ask you, do you like to enjoy history? History? Yes. I do like history. Books, movies, anything. Um, I've Book. been get, I like books. I like self help. I like um I like I like improving stuff, like whether it's with painting. Okay. Like customized painting or I like to be creative. So um <clears throat> Well you use the word improving. Yes. What do you improve with painting? How can you improve? Like your skills, you're talking about your skills? Yeah, like like say like you can improve like decoration, like improve a a wall or improve something that's boring and make it interesting, you know? Make making things beautiful. Making things beautiful. There we go. Boom. See he gets me. <laughs> is it easy for you to cry? Like how how hard is it to make you cry from I zero to ten? I never cry. You never Let's cry. try it right okay, now. So it, so it's Let's not that it. easy to make you cry. No. Okay. There's been a, I can think of a handful of times in uh-huh. my life. Okay. I try to, I try to level and understand things before I cry. Are I don't you know. vegan? Am I vegan? Mm-hmm. Do you no. eat meat? Yes. A lot of you it. You do. Okay. So no restrictions as far as, you know, animals, you know, like I love them. I can eat them. There is no such thing, right? I love animals, but yes, I can eat them too. Okay, <laughs> I, sure. I, that to me is just nature. Okay. Again, there is no right or wrong answer here. It's just trying to understand who you are. 
And when you do paint, what do you paint? Like, what do I paint on, or like, what what images do I paint? What images? You know, I like to paint like a lot of uh, the cartoony stuff, like anime, but add like a graffiti twist to it. I've always like. Does graffiti. it come from your images in your head, or you're looking at something and you're trying to copy it? I usually pull inspiration. I usually see something that kind of what inspires, inspires me. you. And I'm like, I want to see what my version would look like. What inspires you? That's deep. That's what tough. What inspires you in general? What inspires you in a relationship? What inspires you in, you know, spending time with your kids? What do you love about it? Because I think teaching, you're going to be great at teaching. Uh, with the kids, I just, like, uh, the kids. I, I would say specifically with boys. I, I like me teaching boys yes that's so but, funny because i have daughters <laughs> but yes but, um, but, you, but yeah you, you which you, is part of my frustration because i i feel like although i grow i've grown up around women uh i never expected to have daughters it just didn't even pop up in my head and i think that might go with the opposite thing you're talking about but i have daughters now <laughs> and, well again daughters you know being a parent is one thing you know we're talking about career so you know, teaching at work, you know, working with boys, you know, like, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 years old, teaching them either jujitsu or painting, you, you as a parent will benefit more when you will come back home to your daughters. So it's, it's always a complimentary thing. Uh, okay. I like, I mean, I, I did coach for a little bit. I enjoyed it. What um, did you enjoy about it? I just in, enjoyed being able to see improvement, just being able to take a human being that did, that had a, you know, like a goal or wanted to learn something. And I just like to see improvement and a few of them, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking because some go and some leave and some come back. Mm -hmm. So, but the ones that stick around, it's always nice to see them a year later, their progress and Two years later. So what, when they do leave, what do you feel like? Let's say you invested like a few months in certain students and they they leave. What frustrates you? Well, I mean, other than like you feel like you put time and effort into it and it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, just the fact that like the project's kind of over. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a bad way to to put it. But like, it's no, 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 I understand. Sure. It's, it's almost like a project that uh, is unfinished, a project that like you see potential, especially mm -hmm. like if you see potential in a youth. So and you're like, you kind of like kid. started the project and it feels unfinished to you. It feels unfinished and it feels like there's still so much more that it could have gone. That's that does. For sure. But I mean, it's part of the game. I tried to concentrate on just like, you know, just treat every kid like as if. You know, you never know. Maybe they come back in five years, 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. and then you get then you can work on it again. Maybe it's on pause and not over. So how hard is it from for you to switch to like a new student? Because, you know, like, you know, this is another part of like teaching, you know, like you wasn't very hard. Wasn't OK. No, I when kids came in the class, I uh, and I know we're talking about kids mostly i i would i would honestly love to coach like fighters like k uh like mma guys guys who need mm -hmm. ground coaching because that's my expertise i think it'd be 
I think I would love the challenge of teaching them how to dominate an opponent or expose an opponent's like, you know, try to analyze somebody and come Mm -hmm. up with a strategy and Mm -hmm. implement the strategy. That would be super fun. I did that with the kids for a little bit, but it's a different level. Mm -hmm. But um, sorry to circle back to your question. The kids would come in and I just kind of had the same attitude. Like this is my class structure. This is how it goes. And, you know, kind of like you come in, you stick to the structure and, you know, some of the kids kind of gravitate towards you and you gravitate towards them. And some of them, you can tell, just kind of show up to pass the time and they leave. And that just mm-hmm. is what it is, you know. Sometimes kids get older and they figure out that they want to play baseball or soccer. And Absolutely. Like, and we as parents are here to give them this opportunity, you know, just to discover themselves. So let's say we as an adults, we're looking, okay, I invested so much time in this child you know, and the project feels unfinished, but it feels unfinished to me. To this child, it may be an opportunity. He did try this type of sport. It didn't work for him. Why would he waste his, his time, you know, continue it if he can, let's say, he can switch to music lessons, you know? Right. So it's a frustration to you, but maybe not necessarily to him. So by understanding both sides, you know, there is no need to feel frustration. Well, again, it's it's all emotional uh, and switching to something else. So it depends who are you looking at. But I think you would be great in teaching. And I think you will be, when it comes to doing something around the house, is it like anything that, you know, you need to do something with your hands, whether to build something or to do you are willingly taking this responsibility on yourself? Do you enjoy uh, it? I always have projects. I'm always like rebuilding. Who comes something. up with these projects? You, 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 come, you come up with this yourself? Yeah. Okay. I'll look at something and be like, I could probably make that more efficient or make better use of that space. Okay. And then that's Can you how... Give it... an example of like any of your... Sure. I, I just finished the kitchen. Well, Yay! I just worked on the kitchen. I took down this cabinet that looked kind of dingy and it kind of didn't make sense. And it made the area kind of sh- dark. Mm-hmm. And I just built shelves that made it like an open pantry. So now the kitchen looks a little bit more open. It's easier for me to see what I need when I go to the grocery store without having to go through all the cabinets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just overall thought it was a better improvement. and It looks nicer. And it, I got that whole brand new feeling and that accomplished feeling that's great why aren't you nice. married kevin huh why aren't you married dude come on bro this is a podcast bro we're not trying to... <laughs> <laughs> um got two kids together what are you doing to me to me marriage and i'm not opposed to it but to me it's just not a huge concern because it's just like a legal binding agreement like uh, we both know we're not going anywhere. We're both fully committed to each other. Brittany wants marriage for sure. And she I'm not does? Saying, yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not going to. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. But out of, you know, trying to save up for a house, at the time we met, I, was, I had my own business. So spending a lot of time and money and effort on that. Like, you know, in my head, we're secured. We're not going anywhere. We plan our life together. And we talk and we work on improving each other. If I get married tomorrow or I get married in 10 years, what's the difference other than some legal paperwork, you know? 
But that could but just that it could... can be a difference for her. There yes. is maybe no difference for you, but there is a difference for her. So yes, yeah, so it could be selfish on my part, of course. Yep. Well, if you, if you get married, if you get married tomorrow, Kevin, don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be like, she's gonna listen to this and be like, "Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin." But do you understand? Like, like there's an order of operations. It's like, okay, now we're having kids, and it's like, okay, do I want to spend money on a wedding, or do I want to get a house? Okay, we're that... talking about the wedding, or we're talking about marriage, because these are two completely different things. You just go and doesn't you... doesn't a wedding Signature... come with marriage? A ring, legal well, fees. Well, I, I, I got my engagement ring a year and a half after we got married. I believe I had so, no money. No, not necessarily. No I did. I didn't. I. Well, I'll tell you. I didn't have. We didn't have a honeymoon. I didn't have a bachelorette party. I didn't have a ring. I didn't have. We didn't have limo. We had a very well. We had I, a I didn't really propose. Oh, he didn't really propose, and and yet uh, we had. <laughs> Is that Three weddings at some way? point. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just like a super a fast way where you are extremely limited on money. This is, Dude, I don't know. What I, 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 knew her, I knew her for three weeks before I proposed. What, what made you pull the trigger so fast? Oh, man, the right person. Once you recognize oh, the there? right person. Okay. Hey, what, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> You're going to stay with me for the rest of your life. There you go. That's not too bad. Well, there you go. And then there's that factor. You know, you're always risking losing half your shit or her losing half her shit. You know what I mean? Child. Well, if she helps you achieve it, then what the fuck's the problem? Yeah. Well, marriage is definitely extremely important for girls because it gives us the security, the certain and yes it's not maybe logical it may not feel um why it's a paper and you're right and i'm not saying this is right or wrong but we do get certain feeling of security for ourselves as girls i'm not opposed to it and i know it's mostly on the selfish side i understand that I but just, again, if we're talking about marriage, it doesn't necessarily involve ring, honeymoon, expensive dress and stuff. But what if I want to do it big, man? You know, what if I want to, like, keep up with the Joneses? I want all my friends there, you know. I want the bachelor party. Go out get a steak. You have two kids. It's too late for that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I knew you were going to come up with some sort of stuff. Now, in all seriousness, I mean... It's, it's, it's not a matter of, it's a matter of when, you know, you know, they, they they say, Kevin, they say, um, if shit's not being done, maybe your expectations are too high. So lower your expectations and just get married. What expectations, man? Don't need the wedding. Don't need the big party. Uh, Okay. I see what you're saying here. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I, you know, the reason I'm not doing it is because I don't have enough. I'm not in the proper state. Like, you know, if that's the thinking, nobody's ever ready for anything. Like, shift is, There is shift no perfect, is better perfect time perfect. for having kids. I'm sure you know that yourself. There is no like, oh, this is a perfect time. Let's have kids now. There is always something happening. There is always something going on. But it's only just for you too. And it, it's not like we're pushing 
to get married, uh, you know, or something. But the question that I want to ask, what's the real reason here? The real reason? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just about it. I mean, it's pretty much that simple in my head. Just, <clears throat> I wanted, I think I was thinking of marriage as a big expense and a big, uh, like time and money like an expense and i just had like a order of operations and in my head i felt comfortable with the fact that we're not going anywhere we're already committed to each other so it's a matter of when and i guess mm -hmm. <clears throat> as david stated or as you guys stated we had kids it's not like it's every proper time for kids but you know <clears throat> i guess like david said now is as good of a time as any but it's just out of, you know, trying to buy the place, trying to get set up for kids, find a career, all that kind of stuff. I kind of put and it again, on the back. This is, this is something that we were taught that in order to get married, you need to have a certain amount of money and you need to do this and that. But if you think about it, is it actually about this or is it actually about what you want? You can have a big wedding. You can have a small wedding. You don't have to have a wedding at all. Or you can have multiple weddings, you know, it all what you want and not what people expect from us. Yeah. You it, know, it, it, so, it, it, it took me 40 years to learn that you're never ready for anything. You just have to do it. It's like there's never a good time. Just get shit done. For anything. It's for just, any, it's, anything, it, not just it, weddings. Anything. So let's apply that to the career. For so, anything, yeah. not you just career, a, anything. You have a secure career. Obviously, mm -hmm. life depends on money to keep the bills paid. Yep. How do you how do you say you go pursue something that maybe you start up with, you know, zero money, or you know, you might be in the negative or pulling from savings? Like, how do you? Oh, mentally... we did it. We can yeah. tell you what we did. You know. Yeah. What did you do? When 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 David started the business, we had to borrow. So we well. We didn't have any savings, so we, we couldn't pull anything out of it. So we, David asked a close friend of his to borrow him. I think it was like five or 7,000, you know, and that's how we started. And he was working late hours in addition to his full-time job. So he would come back home and he would sit, I don't know, until I don't even know how late he would spend, you know, working in addition to his full-time job. And it took us, I don't know, like a few years, you know, up until it wasn't easy. Sleepless nights and, and stuff, of course. Well, sleepless nights or just the simply not seeing my husband, you know, like I don't see him, you know, he, he, he works all the time. We don't see him. I want to spend time with him, you know, let's go together for a walk. Let's spend time with the family. But, you know, there is certain things are happening. You know, we had kids, we didn't have uh, much help from anyone. We were very limited on money. But it shouldn't be stopping you from pursuing what you want. And the right day to start it is today, is now. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> I love it. Just not being, not even hesitating or being afraid to take the risk. I mean, what's the worst? I mean, the worst, the worst thing that can happen, you're not going to do it. It's way worse than, you know, okay, this is not the right time. Let's do it on Monday. How about the, the first of the month, you know, or let's wait until this will settle down. 
something is always happening. When? Now. Regardless. Just, just go and do it. You know, there are some hard feelings. Go sit down, talk it over. You know, don't accuse, don't blame. Try to under- understand another person or try to understand yourself. Don't look for an excuses that, you know, I wasn't able to pursue this career or do this thing because of this and that. Don't think about it. Like, okay, what I can do to pursue it? Or another question, like, do I actually want to do it? Or like, that's that's the expectation of people around me, you know? So we always keep coming back to what do you want? Who you are? What are your things that actually drive you? What's more important to you than anything else? Just understand who you are. And once you have that established, you'll be answered to, you're going to have an answer to any questions. That makes a lot of sense. Spend a lot of time figuring yourself out before you rush yourself into taking on the project of another human. Another yeah. human so, 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 sometimes, sometimes it takes you taking on that project and failing or even doing it successfully, but then not getting any pleasure out of it to realize what it is that you actually want. Because it's very difficult to figure out who you are if you're just kind of sitting home, you know, in your own little vacuum. Yes. It's almost like fail forward faster. Absolutely. Fail small and fail often. Fail small and fail often. I like it. Well, we've been at this for like an hour and a half. Have you guys had fun? Have you guys had a lot of fun? Oh, yes, and we definitely need to get together and continue talking. And break your spirit. We have a lot to discuss. Hey, man, I'm for it, dude. Like, if you want to spend two hours breaking me down, I'm fine. Uh, she'll do it. She'll, she'll do well, it. He, 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 I mean, he'll start and I'll finish. But <laughs> I would love I would love to uh, meet your partner as well. Uh, I haven't seen her yet, but I would love to. That's funny because she was like ten feet away from me the whole party. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we had the ba- she we had the baby and the two year old running around, but you were like, you guys were probably like, yeah, ten feet away the whole time. David oh, wow. came over to the dark side. I did try to try to get me back on the wagon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice try, brother. Yeah. Well, but, um, I went. To, um, I do appreciate the talk, and it's been really in- insightful. Um in the lore of thanksgiving i just want to say thank you guys i'm thankful for have you guys as new friends you um it's been a it's been a pretty big goal of mine to get myself around good successful positive people because i didn't have a lot of those type of people around me for a while so hopefully we can uh continue to hang out and i can contribute to your lives as well and i hope hope that your girls when they grow up they're gonna start dancing because i'm also a dance instructor are you really i am yes i'm telling i'm a dancer myself and i'm uh, an instructor and that's a huge part of my life because i grew up in a dancing family both of my parents are dancers and my mom been instructor for the for all her life so i enjoy teaching myself amazing yeah i'm gonna definitely tell Brittany. i'm sure she'll be happy to hear that but You guys, I appreciate it. Thank you so um, much. Re- reach out sometime soon, and we'll definitely get together. 
Thank you, Kevin. As always, good talk, man. Appreciate you guys. Holla. Bye-bye. I think the podcast is fucking sick. If you're listening to it and you're like, you know, I don't know if I want to listen to the next episode of this podcast. You're probably a bitch ass. You need to listen to the next episode of this podcast and keep listening to it. Um, Because my friends down here are trying to make shit happen. And we're going to make some shit happen.